Hey man, good morning. Teaching others also. Radio broadcast for Tuesday, January 18th. My word, 2022. Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. All right, now go to the book of Ephesians, please. Ephesians chapter 2. You'll notice this week as we go through these morning broadcasts, you'll notice there is a, a theme. And I didn't necessarily start off with that last week in preparing, except that I got to thinking about New Year and all this sort of stuff, and yesterday's, of course, was today, not yesterday. And it just began to have a natural progression of what uh, I remind myself of constantly, and so I figured probably wouldn't hurt to remind uh, my fellow believers of it. Uh, I'm chuckling at myself because... I don't know about you, but uh, I have my Bible at hand a lot, even throughout the day I try to, and I was looking down the corner of a couple of these notes, and I had uh, <laughs> some fly fishing notes written down there. Uh, <laughs> isn't it funny how the Lord uses nature to help us? I was thinking about this, I'm going to throw this in, Ephesians chapter 2, real quick, I'm going to throw this in. You know, there are so many things that are that are fascinating about the work of God. And, and soon we'll talk about fishing for men. And it's not going to be the same as soul winning, but I did have somebody ask a little while back, uh, wrote and asked about doing some things on the idea of soul winning because there's some pretty strong attitudes, feelings, whatever you want to call it, beliefs about it today. And <clears throat> many of them are adversarial against each other. And I believe with all my heart that they've taken one verse out of context over there in the Old Testament and they've forgotten what the Lord Jesus Christ himself spent a fair bit of time on and what the people and men of God have done all through the years and that is fishing for men. And I, I was laughing because the other day we were talking and somebody was asking and, and uh, I said, well, that is why, and this is not a new phrase, you've heard it. I said, that's why they call it fishing and not catching. And I said that to you this way, is it's one thing if someone uh, takes a bear hook, throws it in the water, and falls asleep on the dock, you know, and says, well, I didn't catch anything. Uh, but fishing is when you're actively doing something, whether you're trying to get the right bait or the right artificial bait or the right delivery or the right presentation or the right timing or the right weather. So it implies someone who's putting some effort out, but it is called fishing and not catching. And when the Lord Jesus Christ said, Henceforth thou shalt be fishers of men, I'll make you to be fishers of men, notice he didn't say catchers of men. And I think that's one of the big errors, and we'll, I'll get back to that, but I just want to throw it in because it's one of the big errors today in the so-called soul winning thing, and in so-called ministry evangelism. You see, soul winning has become catching, and it was never meant to be catching in God's book. It was meant to be fishing. And you do it with all your heart. And you do it with great diligence. And you do it with care. And you do it with prayer. And with the right attitude. And you don't try to run the fish off. Like a lot of y'all soul winning is. And then you glory in it. It's not. Alright. Frozen in the past is today's lesson. Ephesians chapter 2. Almost really a devotional thought. But we're going to read quite a few verses and make what comments we can today. But keep that in mind. In the future, we're going to do that. In the near future, I'm going to work on this thing on fishing for men. I've done all kind of stuff. I don't know if I've got it on the website. 
Uh, I've done whole courses of it in the Institute before. And I, to this day, to this day, I see it helping men in the work of God who are doing it in such a way that it is matching the way God does it. Not just matching it, but it's effective in the way God does it, but it also helps them have the right view of it. It's not how many of anything you do, although it's good to put out what you can. It's not how many professions of faith you can get. Well, we'll go back to that. Okay. Uh, I, like I said, this is for Tuesday morning. Here we are. It's Tuesday morning, and I'm just going to go ahead and leave it in there instead of going back and cutting it out. All right. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you have the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Quickened is to make alive. The quick of your nail is when you cut down too far. The quick of the hoof is when you cut the hoof of horse's hoof too far. Quick is what's alive. That's why it's called the quick, quickened. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, similar to Psalms 1, verse 1, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation. Your conversation is not just what you say, but it's your whole life, your conversant, everything, behavior, life, lifestyle. We had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. By the way, a person might have been a very moral person and they might have even been sober, but whatever their flesh lusted after they did, some people... Uh, I read the other day about these three fellows that died within the last uh, year doing these really dangerous things, mountain climbing things. That's what their flesh lusted after. They weren't called to climb a mountain and die climbing a mountain. They weren't called of God to, you know, jump off the top of buildings uh, and that kind of stuff. So the, the lust of the flesh, verse 3, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Some people have immersed themselves in education. Some people have immersed themselves in politics. There's all kind of ways by which the old nature is manifested. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, here we go, praise the Lord. Well, J. Frank Norris had a message called, But God. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you're saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's your standing before God right now. <clears throat> Verse 7, That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. The next two verses are very well known to the average Christian. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Many have never memorized verse 10, but I would recommend it. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God's will, God's order, God's appointed condition for a person who receives Jesus Christ is not just that they get saved, but that they live saved. And that they bring forth good works by his measure, that we would walk in him. Verse 11, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, your family tree, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. In other words, at that time period in history, 
the Jews considered themselves special because of the, the token given to Abraham of circumcision. <clears throat> that by that which is called it, verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. You're not that now. Watch. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now, get a hold of this. The subject is frozen in the past. There are so many Christians that are frozen in the past, even though maybe they go to church, even though they might have, you know, hear some preaching, even though they know they're saved, etc. But so much of their life is frozen in the past. Now, they may have traded one addiction for another because one is more acceptable, okay? But don't let God down by you freezing yourself in the past. Let Him bring you into the present, as we said yesterday, today, not yesterday. Now listen, you are not your old nature, and others are not their old nature. You really would not want others to judge you the same way you judge them. And if you would, that means you're not looking at yourself very honestly sometimes. It's not about enabling sinful behavior. It is about your memory and conversation and what you think on. Okay? I still remember the old cowboy preacher when he came down under 1989 and he preached a whole message called Tell It Not in Gath. And it was about the idea that, that uh, you know, King Saul had sought David's life and all that kind of stuff and David still didn't spread the negativity about Saul. In fact, David refused to take it into his own hands. He refused it. And you see, one of the things that's, that's so important for us as a child of God is we have to know, as I said way back on the Focus in 2022, we did the 10 radio broadcasts, the two Monday to Friday weeks, and we started in Psalm 1 verse 1 on what we, what we don't focus on. We have to have it out of focus. Well, your old nature needs to be out of focus. Your yesterday, your past needs to be out of focus. And the, the one thing you don't want to do is to create your wrong yesterdays. But the way to do that is to not be frozen in the past. Think about today. Use today for God. And don't live in yesterday. In the passage, verse 1, You hath he quickened who were, who were, who were, who were, who were, who were. You're not anymore. You're not dead in your trespassing sins. You're not. You're a new creature in Christ. You're not a new creation yet because you still got the old body and the old nature trying to give you a hard time. But you were, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. He has quickened you. You're alive. Every single day you have a new chance. <clears throat> I marvel that Christians, and we all face it, all of us, so many times Christians are less positive, you might say, less motivated than the world is. The world can go absolutely broke, belly up, and they get up and they try and they start over again. The world can be pursuing something, whatever, whether it's a skill or knowledge, and just absolutely smash into the wall and get up and go on again. 
And like the one guy said, he said, now I have, I've found, you know, I found what doesn't work. I'll keep going till I find what does work. Well, for a child of God, it's even more important because we are his people. And verse 10 for the day, this is your verse for the day, if you'll take it. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know what that word again? Look at verse 12. That at that time ye were without Christ, but you're not without him today. You're not. You're part of the commonwealth of Israel. Listen, <clears throat> what God was doing in the Old Testament is what he's doing in the New Testament. He didn't divide up, well, we've got Israel in the Old Testament, and we've got the church in the New Testament, and we've got all these dispensations. <clears throat> he's going to bring them all together in one. And no, it won't be the way Israel thinks of themselves, but it's not going to be the way some of y'all Christians think of yourselves. He was doing one body to begin with, and you read it and read it and read it, and you might get it someday. If not, you'll get it when you get there. I think Brother Wood's advice, tell it not in Gath, is good. He had lived to see a time when all the negative things about people were getting repeated and repeated and repeated. Now you live, you, you, you Americans, <coughs> citizens or livers in the United States, and you probably in your own country. We have, I look at the list the other day, the people from many countries have been listening to the broadcast. You probably have this in your part of the world. But in political things, it's constantly one against the other, and, and rightly so, they've got to find the truth out about each other and all this kind of stuff. And you say, well, they, you know, they have to talk to them about their yesterday. That's true, but that's not who you are, and that's not your job as a Christian. That's what we've got to understand. If you feed upon that stuff, Psalm 1-1, what we not, ought not to focus on, then it will get to us. Are you frozen in the past? Usually, if you've been saved for a while, it's one or two things. It might be a mindset. It might be a way of thinking. It might be that one set of circumstances triggers your thoughts about another when in reality God's made them differently and God wants to show you they're different. And I can attest to it that you've got to really trust Him in order to get through them. I get that. But this is a great time of year and it's another year and it's another day for us to say, okay, am I frozen in the past? Have I frozen somebody in their past? Like I said, it's not enabling sinful behavior. It's not. It's not treating somebody who's, who's unreliable like they are. It's not. But it is a mindset that says, I got to let God bring me into the present and then the future. We'll continue the, the thoughts of this week and tomorrow we're going to talk about forgetting and forward.